All right, guys, so we're trying out something new here on the Fear Being Average podcast. In between guests, I thought it'd be um, only fitting that we give you tips and tools and formulas and some insights on a particular health and wellness subject just to kind of make your life a little bit more optimal and fulfilling and not be average, but be a thriving person, a thriving human being. And today we're going to talk about post Prandial movement. Basically what that means is movement after a meal. And I have this a lot in a program I've designed and I do a case I'm doing a case study right now based on people moving after meals. And I had a client this morning and we were talking about it and she was like, Well, I think there's an idea of real rest and digest. So you you rest your body after a meal and you digest it. And the research I've seen and done and I, I did again today, and I looked at about four or five different studies and did some uh, did some research and just made sure we had enough uh, backing this this stuff up. And you know there could be science the other way too. But what I found a lot today was to kind of confirm my theory and my philosophy on how moving after eating a meal is going to be really good for decreasing you know blood sugar spikes, which is which is huge. Um, cause blood sugar spikes really are a major cause for a lot of health issues and chronic health issues, uh, not only for fat storage, which can lead to obesity, which will lead to, um, you know, heart diseases, heart attacks, strokes, um, but again, nerve damage, a whole bunch of different stuff and messes up our cells, type two diabetes, which again, just gives you an increased risk for all those things. And yeah, it's, it's really important. So after we eat a meal, uh, ideally, after dinner's a really good time, I would still suggest this, you know, morning and afternoon, just the science and the studies show that after dinner, this is most effective, um, is moving the body, right? Getting up and actually, you know, letting that food digest. And you see that a lot too, is that moving the body after we eat a meal, it aids in digestion. It helps the body digest the food at a better rate, right? It basically speeds up the time, uh, it takes food to move from the you know, stomach to the small intestines, um, which is great, right? So it doesn't just sit there. It doesn't just kind of make us feel all lethargic and, and heavy and beat up. Um, and we're not just letting it kind of like, you know, sit on us. Because at the end of the day, you know, how the human digestive system works, obviously, we eat food for energy purposes, right? Uh, basically, our you know system converts the food that we eat into sugar glucose, which is used for energy, this energy is fantastic if we're if we're doing stuff right. You know, through the rest of the day, we usually are moving our body right. We're doing things active. Uh, we're doing things that require you know a decent amount of energy. So again, the food we eat just gets converted right into energy that we're going to be using anyways. But usually after dinner, you know, that's the time that we we call the day right. We rest and we hang out and we sit on the couch for the rest of the night until bedtime, where we sleep another seven, eight hours, and then we're up, right? So that's 10, 11 hours of really doing nothing. That's aiding in that digestion. We're not really using that, that sugar glucose for anything. And, um, you know, all this glucose floods a person's bloodstream post meal. So we want to make sure we're using it. We want to take advantage of it. So again, it doesn't mean we have to go do a high intensity exercise or, or workout. I, I wouldn't suggest that um, either. It's not a bad thing to do, but um, you know, you see a lot of studies too that back up exercising. Um, you know, 
more late afternoon is going to be a little bit more effective. Early morning's great. Um, but again, we want to relax the mind and body but before before bed. We don't want to get that stress hormone, um, get the adrenaline pumping before bed. We want to calm it down, ideally. So yeah, so a few of the resources I use, you know, Ben Greenfield, um, one of the best personal trainers and um, scientific minds in the world, uh, New York Times, a couple Japanese studies would just, um, you know, again, support this this research showing that, yes, post-workout or sort of post-meal, we want to move the body. We want to do something at a, you know, a decent, decent pace, you know, we don't want to just be hunching over and, you know, um, walking down the street like that. But again, have a little bit of a, of a pace to it. It's a great time to take the dog out for a walk, take the kids out for a walk. Do it for about 20 minutes, you know, around the block and it's going to be sufficient. Um, like I said, it's a great way to aid in digestion. Uh, it's a great way to lower the glycemic index uh, effect of meals. And if, for people that don't know what that means is, you know, foods have glycemic indexes, whether they're high or low. The higher the glycemic index in a food is, um, the greater spike of insulin is going to occur. So a greater blood sugar rise is going to happen. Uh, with the lower glycemic index, which is typically the foods that we want to eat more of and carbohydrate-based, um, is going to be something that doesn't spike our insulin, doesn't spike our blood sugar. We want to have that moderate level. Uh, so foods like you know quinoa, whole grain rice, uh, sweet potatoes, um, they don't really have a high glycemic index, so they're good for us. And, and typically the ones that do have a higher glycemic index Again, these are the things that are going to spike our blood sugar. So even if we do have that and we have um, a day or a meal that we do have a food that has a higher glycemic index, again, even more reason for you to get the body moving so we can lower that glycemic index from that meal. So it's kind of like a little bit of a life hack and biohack. And if we do eat shitty, okay, man, walking it off is at least going to lower the effect and it's going to reduce the spike of blood sugar. And like I said, no one wants to have that fat store just hang on. Uh, we want to obviously use the foods we eat as a fuel source. Uh, we we got to look at it like a car, right? We, we feed our, our car proper fuel so it runs efficiently. Same thing with our body. We want to make sure it's, it's being used appropriately. Um, so yeah, everything I've researched and seen, and I've looked for counter arguments to this. I've looked for research saying, you know, why not to walk after a meal and why resting, digesting is the greater option. And I really haven't found that. And I've looked for scientific research. I've looked for peer-reviewed. I'm um, looking through a few more right now. And again, a lot of the studies are just going back to why it's safe to walk after eating a meal and why it's actually beneficial. Um, so again, the takeaways, guys, it's going to help reduce our blood sugar levels um, it's not going to spike our blood sugar. It's going to lower fat concentrations, lower the glycemic index of the meals that we actually eat. And it's going to aid in digestion. Um, and that can even relieve things like heartburn or, or re- reflux uh, symptoms as well. Um, so again, like acid reflux, those kind of things that are, you know, we have a really hard time digesting that food. And that could be the food we are eating too. Uh, but again, that post uh, prandial exercise and movement is going to be really good for us so yeah man throw it out there do your own research as well but this is um what i'm coming across and this is gonna be something that's huge for for you and this is something i've thrown in my case studies and my, my program designs is after every meal to get the body moving and there are studies showing you know what about 
exercise and moving the body prior, that's gonna still be a good thing to do before a meal. Um, I'll even try to do sometimes if I rem- remember, you know, I'll do 20 push ups or I'll do 10 burpees or I'll do a couple air squats just before before the meal, get the body flowing. Uh, but again, that doesn't have the same effect as post meal of actually moving the body. So throw that into your routine, right? If you're not doing it right now, if you're not moving your body post meal, do it, guys. Really good for you. And it can aid in other um, aspects of your life, having a more fulfilling, engaging life. It's a lot more rewarding to go outside, breathe in the fresh air, have some natural sunlight, talk with your spouse, walk your dog, take in the, you know, the sights and, and the surroundings, talk with your neighbors, um, than just sitting and lounging on a couch with a full stomach feeling like shit. Not ideal. Um, so yeah, this is the optimized tip of the day. I hope you guys enjoy it and tune in because we do have some cool podcasts coming up uh, back to me actually sitting down with a guest. It's going to be Susie from Love Good Fat. She is the creator and CEO of that company. Um, it's a ketogenic protein bar. Now she's moved into smoothies and balls and a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, really good ingredients and it's a good, um, it's a great, great company that I've used actually quite a bit for my, my training. And I'm excited to have her on there. She was, um, you know, mother turned into business owner and she was, I think 11 time Ironman, uh, competitor. So not only does she create the product, she lives the active lifestyle, which is going to be great to talk to her this Friday. So I'll make sure I post that this Friday, August 30th. There we go, guys. All right. Stay tuned. Fear Be an Average podcast with your host. Yes, Brandon Rinka365. All right, guys. And anything you need to know is at Brandon Rinka365. My website, BrandonRinka365.com. Anything and everything is there. Instagram, Facebook. You got it, man. It's all there. Hook it up. Look it up.